What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Omega Z, a.k.a. Ken Cardez, editor-in-chief of the Decode written brand content available over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com and host of the Decode Podcast. I'm with Gino, our production supervisor, master of all buttons, and green switcheroos and things. Also owner and operator of the Waypoint Cafe. Hello. Where we record... The show live. Uh, so th- the camera's not up, but we're actually... We're here. We're here. We're on site today. I have new we, uh, equipment. Some of the new equipment in. We're testing it out before we decide to unveil it all to you guys to make sure everything's in work in order. Uh, but we are coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe over at 65 Ludlow Street. The Waypoint Cafe is also the home of our image anime pop-up shop, which is also our sponsor where you can use our promo code Discount 20 for 20% off all in-stock items at imageanime.com. And as well, we also have... <laughs> yeah, we got coffee here. You got plenty of coffee here. Coffee from King's Coast Coffee. We sell coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a pretty, pretty light show for you today. Uh, not too much happening in the world of esports or video games for that matter i mean there are there have been a couple of tournaments but a lot of them are like placements placements preliminaries stuff like that things like that you know if if you're into it yeah we're kind of like we we like to hype up when it gets closer and closer to like quarterfinal there there has been the only thing esports related um that's been major is just the sinatra stuff yeah which Riot gave such a, I don't even want to call it a politically correct answer. They gave it, they gave it the business answer. It's like he's banned until September. Um, But if coming investigate, because it is going through a criminal investigation. If their decisions from that, they'll make another decision on it. So a lot of people think like this is the easy way out to appease everyone. But at the same time, it appeases no one. Um, yeah, <laughs> it'd be like that. It'd be like that. I, I, I just think just just ban him. In my opinion until like I feel like he is gonna wind up getting a band once uh the criminal all, all, all the legal stuff has is done. Through. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate to be like it's like it's like we we have bad news followed up by bad news. Uh, mm-hmm. I did want to take a moment to, um speak about the recent passing of a I mean this guy was the manga like he's, he, he's like a mangaka god uh, I'm of course referring to uh Kentaro Muro's passing uh yesterday actually uh this was the man behind the Berserk manga series it was actually announced yesterday he passed away May 6th wow so yeah the, the family kept it very quiet. I mean, with good reason. I mean, the, yeah. guy, the guy is... World-renowned. World-renowned. Um, and I hate the fact that I said this would be manga's Canterbury Tale. For those of you who don't know, Canterbury Tale was a, um, a long epic of a series of stories written during medieval times, but it was never finished because the author passed away. Um, from what I heard, um, 
they're looking to finish his story without him somehow? Well, no. He has the story written out, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. He has all the major plot points done. And they all connect. It's just everything else. He, he wanted to tie up all the other loose ends around everything. So the story in general has been, quote unquote, done. Mm -hmm. It's just getting to that ending. Does that make sense? For sure. Yeah. I mean, and the reason why we, we bring it up, yeah, they're pulling a, a, a RWBY, Except basically. Except with Ruby, they didn't have the story yeah, they fleshed did, out. They didn't have it fleshed out. Ruby he kind has of just, he the story has it fleshed out. Done. Um, but the reason why we bring it up is because uh, Berserk has such a phenomenal impact on a lot of different mediums. It's, you know, it's been a, it, it's got a couple of video games which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. There's also a Berserk trading card game, which not many people uh, remember. Um, it's got various anime. Uh, it spawned adaptations. its own genre of trope. Yeah, guy and, with giant sword. Guy with giant sword. <laughs> Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about the Berserk video games, of which there are only three in existence. Um, two of them actually made it out to um, Western audiences. Uh, the main one that everyone's probably familiar with, if you are a older gamer, is the Dreamcast one, uh, Sword of the Berserk, Guts Rage, um, which is... About as 90s of a game as you can get, considering uh, it was the Dreamcast 1 and 2. It was also Berserk. Um, and the other one that was released in the States was uh, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk, which is also known as Berserk Musou in Japan. Obviously uh, developed by Omega Force and published by Koei Tecmo. It's essentially Berserk Dynasty Warriors, which when you think about it, Berserk is a type of series that lends itself very easily. To that, to that genre. That type of yeah. uh, genre. Um, I don't know the name of the one that was only released in Japan. Um, but uh, I know that it didn't make its way over here because they felt like it wasn't good enough. So I think they kind of pick, pick and chose like which ones they wanted to uh, bring over here. Yeah. Um, Sword of the Berserk, though, was, That's a really that, good was, that, was a, that was an interesting game. Yeah. Um, I think it's the only M-rated, RP-rated Musou game. Well, so for the States, the game, I think, was rated MOT. Uh, yeah. Um, it got pretty mixed reviews. Over here uh, for Berserk and Band of the Hawk. Um, but it's out on PlayStation 4. You can still find it. It came out, uh, it was released on Japan in like October of 2016. We didn't get it until like February of 2017. Uh, and it was meant to coincide with the uh, the, the 2016 uh, show that came out oh, uh, yeah. for the Berserk. The PS2 graphic show. <laughs> For the anime uh, of Berserk. Um, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to take a moment and, you know, send, send our well wishes to their family, uh, the family of Kentaro Miyura-san. Um, he was a true visionary. He would definitely be missed. Um, 
impact that the man has had uh, on the dark fantasy genre is huge. It's huge. And yeah. even outside of the genre, he, he made he made the stereotypical lone wolf. I got like he made that entire trope. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Berserk was almost as, as long of a running in terms of span of time. I, I think so. In the seventies, the North Star was also. Yeah. Um. Those are topics that are probably best left for our sister podcast, mm. DKI, which airs every Friday at four tomorrow. Actually, <laughs> which is tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we're a video game show, so we're going to be talking about video games. But yeah. If you can find it, if you have a PlayStation 4 um, and you're into like those Dynasty Warriors type tile games, uh, Berserk and the Banner of the Hulk is actually pretty decent. It's not a great game. I, I would, If I had to do like numbers, you know, and I don't really like to do reviews with numerical scores on them, uh, I'd probably be around that like 7 8 range. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, probably be around like the 7 8 range. Uh, if you have a Dreamcast and you want to check out Sword of the Berserk, Guts Rage, uh, do so at your own risk. <laughs> that game is not good. I liked it. No, that game was bad. But, but, okay, hold on, hold on. I liked it for the era that it came out in. I mean, yeah, it, it was very... That, it was, you can't... I ha When it comes to older games, I have to judge it by the era it came out it's in. It's true. But even then, like, for me, I was like, wow, this game... Like, I, I liked it, but even... Though I liked it, I it was, was like, a solid. This game was bad. Average game. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like I like not every game has to be like a solid nine. I like that it, it did take the 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 Mandrake arc, put it into like a full game story. You mean it made the Mandrake arc make sense? Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's berserk for you. Speaking of old school things that somehow still manage to last the test of time, uh, have you checked out the Call of Duty update recently? No. <laughs> so don't Call remind me. So I mean, it's fun because Warzone now has uh, John McClane. What? And John Rambo as playable characters because in Warzone you. Can I yes I got yeah yeah but I'm sorry what go back to that yeah. How do you play that as a map? So they have Nakatomi Plaza as the But so is, is the battle like do you just spawn or do you, does everyone just come down the side of a building yes. pick a floor to go in? I guess. I don't know. I haven't played it. But I I do know that in Call of Duty Warzone you can now fight in Nakatomi Plaza. Yes, it's real. You can have your John McClane skin and your John Rambo skin and be Call of Duty bros and stuff. How do I feel reasons. about that? I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's like the same thing as like, oh, not the same, but it's similar to like Epic and Fortnite putting in like all the different characters that they do. Which, by the sure. way, uh, a little bit of comics things too, because they recently put Batman back in and this whole scavenger thing. Yeah. There's actually a comic book called Batman slash Fortnite. And oh, that's interesting. Batman runs. <laughs> Batman falls into the Fortnite universe, and he, he creates a costume while he's in the Fortnite world. Because the current season of Fortnite is all about which stuff. I know, I know. Which Batman? Who's winning, Batman? I, no, which which writer Batman I'm talking about? I don't know. 
Because if it's Alan Moore's Batman, that would be 10 times better in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's a version of Batman that happens to fall into the Fortnite universe. I I want it to be Alan Moore's Batman because that's the only one I can see running around with a gun. (laughs) It's true. Um. What I what I find <laughs> what I find interesting some of see the silhouettes of characters that uh, oh god there's also a silhouette of of yeah I'm like um gonna get Samus I will la- I will laugh if that's the big E three thing. Like it's like here's a Metroid Prime Four like trailer, and then Fortnite. Don't need wait twenty of my dollars. Wait, 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 and and, but you know what? See, that's 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 the positive version of me thinking that. Here's the reality: Metroid Prime Four being worked on, Fortnite Samus trailer. That's what's really going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then the internet will be very angry. It's just funny because, like, we've already had the uh, Hunter. Yeah. But out of everyone, out of all the Nintendo characters, I think, yeah, Samus makes the most. Samus or, or Captain Falcon. Those are the only two I could think getting into that world. Yeah, but I feel like Samus would be the one. Hey, we remember this is a character that still exists. And Captain Falcon? I don't think Nintendo wants to remember that. It does. They have said they just don't know what to do with the franchise. Let's make a racing game. That's it. I just want to push push the button and go vroom. That's it. Why does it have to be so complicated? Do they want it to be more than a racing game? That yes, was? yes. They they actually want because there's actual lore that's tied into. I mean, I wouldn't mind like Star Fox and all of that beat 'em up style game. D- yeah, yeah, like, so. but it's also it's like, how do we also account Star Fox into this world and everything else in that sense? Because Star Fox does take place in the same world as F Zero. They, they literally they sat there and they realized they wrote themselves into this weird corner. So it's what either they. The last- Was the remake was ReZero on the Wii U? Yeah. Um, the one that the ones that reference because the Star Fox games are all over the place in terms of their timeline. The one that references is the DS one, the Tactics one. Yeah. Um, that reference it's one of the endings. It's like, oh yeah, James McCloud become and Falco retire from being Star Fox and become Star Racers. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's how you have James McCloud in um, F-Zero on the GameCube. Little things that tied. And I think that's, I think they realize that they can do a multiverse thing because of Smash, but they won't. Because they tried it with the subspace emissary and everyone for some weird reason hated it. I'm like, but that was the best story ever spoken without one word. <laughs> I might have leaned back. Maybe. Yeah, he might have leaned back a little bit. <laughs> it's comfy. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. Gino, you can. Please, have no, no, I'm taking naps. 
Um, outside of that, the only other news in terms of video games was Nintendo showed off a long, a longish trailer for Mario Golf. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Battle Royale in Mario Golf? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Mario Golf is one of those games that, like, unless you are a diehard Nintendo fan, like super diehard, where you eat, sleep, and breathe everything they put out, I, I've, I, I, I look at it and I go, okay, that's cool. And then I'm just like, I'll forget about it until, like, other people start playing it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's a thing that came out. Like See, for for example, Pokemon Snap. I <laughs> I was like, okay, this is a game that has nostalgia for me, but I'm probably not gonna pick it up because like I play too many games as it is. Yeah. But I was like, maybe my son would be interested in Pokemon Snap. So I'm like, hey Nick, you wanna check out some Pokemon Snap? His immediate answer was no, I don't want to take pictures of Pokemon. But you could throw apples at them and harass them. Right, he did, he does. He's like, I don't want to take yeah, okay. pictures of Pokemon. That's fair. And then, like, I forgot about the game <coughs> until it actually like dropped, and people were like, "Yeah, Pokemon Snap." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a game that exists. Yeah, cool." And then I I kept it moving. So that's how I feel about Mario Golf, where I'm like, "Oh the, yeah, that's a game." That's the reason out. why <laughs> I'm actually excited for this one, um, for two reasons actually. Mario Golf, the Mario Sports series, the main character is not actually Mario for them. Those are exclusively Waluigi's games. That's where he originated from. Yes, that's what that was his first appearance. Yes. <laughs> so they were technically his what, games. Was it golf or was it tennis? It's the sports series, I'm yeah. just saying in general. Oh, okay. Two, the uh, this is the first Nintendo game with the new online, like first party launching with the new online setup. Which is really important because it'll be online that works. Yes, it will be online that physically works with a battle royale, not the speed golf thing. There's an actual battle royale where you have to hit holes and then like the courses get smaller and everything. You get power ups and all that. Not mm -hmm. the speed golf thing that they showed off, which was absolutely insane. Um, outside of that, like they also have like a little RPG golf story thing where you could like raise your me up and everything. Um, for those of you who didn't play Golf Story, it's a golf RPG game where as you level up, you unlock other skills. Uh, you can do that with your Mi. Um, there's Amiibo. There's a standard integration of Amiibos, all that. But it really feels like this is going to be the first. Like I said, tennis was good, but tennis was like a safe bet. This game really feels like the first like return of the Mario sports genre games. Um, I want another Strikers game. I love the soccer games. Yeah, I kind of miss... Strikers was on GameCube, right? Yep, there were two Striker games on GameCube. And Strikers had a lot of rude imagery in it. Like, they were just like, we're just going to copy what we see in FIFA. I'm like, you all really don't know what they're doing. Waluigi doing the chops to, to his, like... Nether regions, and I'm like, he had the DX suck it emote. He, he really great. did. He really did. <laughs> no, no, there's no way around it. He had the DX suck it emote, and I'm sitting here and it like, was glorious. I'm sitting here like, did 
Did they not know what that stands for? Or did they just copy things from regular soccer matches? I'm pretty sure they just look like it was just one of the animations. They're like, let's have him do it and see if anyone knows. <laughs> and then it's like those of us who have very much nostalgia on our brains look at it and go, did he just DX suck it to the, the camera? And then like all the like seven-year-olds watching are like, oh, he did a funny little thing. He went like this, yeah. <laughs> it's like, great. And there's and another generation. And doing it in front of their mom and dad and then wonder why they get grounded. <laughs> and now another generation remembers that, that move. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I really hope that like Mario Golf does well enough that we start getting the Mario like the spin-off sports games. Like, I would love Strikers. I would love bar- um, Baseball again. Because those are the angriest Mario games. <laughs> like, every- I don't know what happened. It's just like, everyone's just angry. Why? <laughs> the Luigi Death Stare. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone has a Death Stare now. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, again, like, it- it's slow because everyone's gearing up for E3 this year. Well, this is, like, this is what is usually referred to as the summer droughts. Like, the news has kind of slowed down in both gaming and esports. Like, the game releases are still coming. Yeah. Because, you know, there's still a lot of games coming out. You know, Biomutant's about to drop, and I've been keeping an eye on that one. Have you watched the gameplay video? I have. How do you feel about it now that you've seen that gameplay video? Why does it look so archaic? Because, in all honesty, that is... It feels like they like, they never upped the hardware. Like they just were working on it since like Yeah. In my opinion, never like I I think that the game just got pushed back so many times that they never really reshot their trailers. Yeah. In my opinion. Um but watching the gameplay, I got a lot of like nostalgia from Mass Effect. I did too, because it feels like that it feels like that good RPG that we haven't had. had yeah. I just hope the game's actually good. Yeah, I'm. I'm really res- like I'm reserved on it, but it's like I. It's one of those games that I'm just like I. I might actually have to pick this up now. I, I'm gonna wait on. I'm gonna reviews? wait on other reviews. Okay. Like, normally, I don't. Normally, when I want a game, I just I pick it up and buy it. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like I. I spent money on Werewolf the Apocalypse. Like please. Like. <laughs> so, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I make the best choices, but I make my choices and I stick with them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if we're saying that, remember, I'm the person who bought what's it called. Um, uh, I spent money on Outrider. I bought the collector's edition to No Man's Sky. Okay, but No Man's Sky actually got better over time. It took how many years? There's nothing fixing <laughs> Werewolf the Apocalypse, okay? <laughs> I also just bought the Among Us like collector's edition from Limited that, Run Game. That, that's fine. Which I think is really cool. It comes with a, it comes with an emergency button. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I mean, there's definitely games I regret. Buying, I, I just don't want Biomutant to be a game that I pick up and regret and then I buying. Play and I'm just like, oh, this could have been anything else. Because I, speaking uh, of, did you pick up the Mass Effect? No, you didn't. No. I, 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 so look, so um, this is probably gonna make us lose. Oh, no, 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 because you've you've mentioned this before. I don't like the Mass Effect series, so I understand that. <laughs> I personally don't like the Mass Effect series. But I feel like I missed out on two and three. I didn't. Because like everyone was like, just replay them. I'm like, you know what? I don't have this. I have this drought for an RPG right now. It's like, let me play the, the at least the remastered edition. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
I don't know how to how to. It's good. It's good. And that's all I could say. So my thing with the Mass Effect series was the way it was presented to me from people who played it. Like I didn't get into it until the time two was coming out. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, Mass Effect two!" I'm like, "Oh, what's Mass Effect?" So then people told me about Mass Effect, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting. That sounds like something I might like because I like space stuff. Yes, I like sci-fi things. I liked. <laughs> I, it was on paper the ex the on paper." I like the idea that your choices from the first game, if you played it, carried over to the second game, and we're supposed to carry over to the third game. Execution-wise, yeah, oof. And then it being from Bioware, which at the time to me, Bioware could was, do no wrong. Could do no wrong because I was like, wait, you're talking about the guys that gave me Knights of the Old Republic and Jade Empire? They made this, yeah. Oh, okay. I should have been playing this yesterday. And then I played Mass Effect One because I didn't want to go just straight into Mass Effect Two without. Right. Having like the story and Mass Effect one, I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting, but this story is really convoluted and boring, and I don't know if I can stick with this. Plus, and what made it even more convoluted, not actually, what made the story a little more, a little less interesting for me, was that the gameplay was very plodding and slow and sluggish. Yeah. So thankfully, Mass Effect two had fixed all fixed of all of that with. Yeah. Introducing a more Gears of War style shooting yep. mechanic type thing. And they fixed that, that for the remake, by the way. So one plays closer to two and three now. That might change things a little bit. It, 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 um they made they made a lot of fixes to the game that a lot of people are thankful for. Because like of the trilogy, I only really enjoyed two. Yeah. One and three were like three. I have issues. I have I have issues with three and Everyone said I was too harsh on three. I'm like, no. They really messed up on three. And I've said this before and I'll say it again and again. Gamers were not entitled because of the ending of three. Gamers were upset because it literally an entire series, the entire purpose of the series, which was it was the forefront reason to play this game was your choices mattered. Yep. And at the very end, your choices only got you a different colored explosion. <laughs> I really wish I was joking because no, it really was that. And I'm like, you, I don't know if it was because of EA pressuring them for time cuts. It just felt like the game was just rushed. Yeah. I mean, that, and that was the original ending. They eventually released like separate endings for each of the three. Yeah. Uh, thematic that you had to pay for. <laughs> Thema least thematically, they're different enough to the point where it's actually worth experiencing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm just like, I'm not, I wasn't excited about this release. I'll probably check it out way later when I'm like, I have nothing else to play. I got a big chunk of time. That, of that's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm doing and, right and, now. And, and it'll be like $10 by then. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing right now. I think it was part of my EA play yeah. thing. So I'm just like, oh, it's part of that. I'll just throw it up and like, let me, let me play through. I will say this though, having all three games. As a um, as one bundle is really unhealthy for me because the second I finished one, I just went straight into two. Like there was no, there wasn't even a pause. I just continued into two, and I was just like, "Wait, this is not good." <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. Yeah, so like there are things coming out, but uh, in terms of the news, the news is going to be very quiet up until as we hit June when. You know, a lot of these digital so, digital conferences start coming. Yeah, out the digital conference specifically E3 is the biggest. 
a lot of people have confirmed for E3 right now. The only company that hasn't confirmed is Sony, which has me questioning it. Well, Sony's not going to do it. I know Sony's not going to do it, but the fact that Microsoft and Nintendo are doing something specifically for E3, especially Nintendo, where they really haven't had a presence at E3, has me very, very intrigued that Sony would skip out on this. I think Sony just is content to just do their own thing. Um, Microsoft has obviously been very much on the games as a service front. So I expect whatever it is that they're going to announce at E3 that has to deal with Nintendo. Uh, You know, we made the prediction that it's probably just going to be like a, a Games Pass thing. Yeah. Or Games Pass related for Nintendo Switch, which I think will be huge. Yeah. Um, and that's EC worthy. Don't say, hey, we're doing this. As like a little side note, it's like, hey, look, we we partnered with Nintendo. Yeah. Um, um the other thing too, it could just be like, you know, hey, we're helping, you know, Nintendo with their online infrastructure because uh no, <laughs> um that that has already been announced like a while ago. I uh, remember when I mentioned that uh when Monster Hunter World was coming out, it was it was the first um Nintendo game to use the new infrastructure for online oh, that's right. with that's servers right. provided by Microsoft. So yeah, they're using the new Azure uh, build, actually. Something that I'm actually impressed that Microsoft... I remember that. <laughs> I, I, something that I'm actually impressed Microsoft just let out. Because this is actually the new experimental build of Azure, which I thought you wouldn't... I understand keeping that for your own services, but lending that out to Nintendo is very interesting. Because I think Microsoft understands the bigger truth about gaming in general. Yeah. Like it's no longer about the brand. It's just like you, you got to help each other out. Yeah, you know the 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 economy is going to be where it's at. Gaming is getting more expensive, so you have to figure out where where do we meet gamers halfway, where we can also provide their games as a service. Like, yeah. it's just it's just, just Microsoft mo. I think it's that, but also the fact that um, this is a server application software that Microsoft has sold and has, hasn't has really been doing all that well since AWS has existed. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be their first stake at getting back at AWS. Maybe. It, it is entirely Because clearly Amazon has no idea what they're doing when it comes to gaming. We won't speak about that. <laughs> and we're not. Because we're just going to ignore that. <laughs> You're going to ask us in chat, hey, what do you think about Amazon? We're going to be like, I'm ignoring that question. I mean, I, I have words that's about exact, it. That's exactly what I think about but Amazon. But I, I, I think I'd put Ken nothing. to sleep. <laughs> just on technical aspect alone, I would put Ken to sleep. <laughs> uh, not just the Luna, but just like their uh, the, the creative efforts uh, I, in the games that they're trying to I have to a Luna horror story. We'll save it for uh, Halloween. <laughs> um, speaking of horror story, uh, what I do like about this time frame is certain developers are like using the quiet time to be like, "Hey, here's a something that's coming out." Yeah, and there was that um, that new trailer that dropped, uh, "Lies of P." Oh yeah. Uh, so if, if you guys want to check this out, there's a trailer on YouTube that you can watch. The game is called "Lies of P," and it's like this dark take. On Pinocchio. I mean, Pinocchio is already, I mean, already like the original story is really messed up for those of you who have never it read it. A, it's obviously going to be a very Souls-like uh, game. 
Yeah. And the point of the game is Geppetto basically creates this fighter Pinocchio to go after his creations that have gone rogue. Like Mega Man? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Dark Souls Mega Man (laughs) with Pinocchio. And I I thought that was really cool. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I think the reason why it appealed to me so much right off the bat, I'm a big fan of American McGee's Alice. I love those games. Yeah. And taking like a classic Disney-esque character, even though we know like the real story behind that. Yeah, it's not Disney. Yeah. Oh, my God. But like taking (laughs) something that we normally associate with Disney, for example, and doing this type of spin on it always intrigues me and i think that makes for like really great games when see that's why right that's why i was upset with epic mickey because the original the original epic mickey um concept art and everything if you saw it was much much darker yeah and then disney's like no no you can't do this but everyone's like no no no. like this would have been great like a decrepit disney world where it's like Mickey's fighting back against the 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 Phantom Blot to like mm-hmm. revive it and everything would be would have been such a great take. I mean, to be fair, the the game we did wind up getting was still pretty good. Oh no, it's so great. They're still great games, in my opinion. Um, they just could have been more to to me. That's also the same with uh, Kingdom Hearts. I, as much as I rag on that series. <laughs> I still love the fact that the original Sora design did not have a key. He had a chainsaw. Was it a chainsaw? It was a chainsaw. He had a sword chainsaw. That's hilarious. And I'm like, wait, I, it's like, wait, no, I want that. We never got it. I'm like, no. <laughs> Supposedly it was supposed to be a chainsaw. And then Disney's like, oh, let's go for something that's a little less violent. Um, But yeah. Uh, but speaking of Disney, now I guess I could call them the Disney of games because they only put out the same thing every year. <laughs> um, Overwatch, Blizzard, Activision. The Dis- oh my God, they are the Disney of games, aren't they? Are they? Disney. they have the oh. well, them or Nintendo. I I so like I would probably put Nintendo closer to just because they have multiple characters. I mean, Activision only has, like, a handful. But also because, like, if you think about it, Mario and Mickey Mouse are the two most recognizable, yeah. like... Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be di- Nintendo then. No, All but right. uh, B- Blizzard Activision is definitely content to... It's the universal of games. Yeah, they're, def- they're definitely <laughs> content to rehash the same thing over and over again so long as we continue to buy it, which... Wow, classic. Which is also a Nintendo MO2. But, but at least at least they try to make their games worth playing. Thank you. At least no, no. Let me rephrase that. At least they don't re-release the same exact content, like word for word. This is also very true. Yeah. <laughs> so today was the two-hour premiere of Overwatch 2's PvP gameplay. Um, there's one new mode. Push. Well, that's because they got rid of the two checkpoints. So they're not... Which is dumb, because two checkpoint could have been if they just copied TF2's mode. I I think because of the way they're trying to get Overwatch to work, I think they finally... There there was both good and bad from what was shown. Um, 
I'm going to go over the good first. And I think what was good was they finally realized that they can't balance for crap. And I think they went into this new Overwatch understanding how, okay, so we obviously suck at balancing, but how can we make this game without changing too many of the characters? Because we saw that there were some definite tweaks made yes. to some of the characters. Certain characters are being reworked entirely. Bastion is one of the characters that's going to be which upsets entirely, me, which upsets which is me. upsetting. But given what they're moving the game towards, uh, it makes sense to change a character like Bastion. So one of the biggest changes off the bat is Overwatch Two is the PvP modes for Overwatch Two are five v five. You're locked into one tank, two um, supports, and, and a DPS, and, and two, two DPSs DPS. or. Um, Flanks. Flanks, depending on defense characters. Type um, I, have, I actually have a complaint about that. I think they should have doubled down and just went 7v7. No. So the, <laughs> the reason why I, I feel that the 5v5 works better and the fact that you're, you're forcing someone to play tank uh, is now, depending on which tank you build, which, which tank you play as, your team composition has to build around that tank. And that's something that never really happened in the first Overwatch because you had so many characters that were multi-role. You could run a six-stack, not really have a tank, but still have characters be tank-ish. Um, or as a po- or on the opposite side of the spectrum, you could have like tanks, two tanks. You mean goats? Yeah, you can have the goats format. Uh, you can have the dive format, which is. Was... But goats and dives were fun to watch. They, they, they made for very entertaining things to watch, to play as or against. Not so much. Okay. Um, if you. Okay, before, before we get. Here's what I've realized about esports. And, and to be quite honest with you, I'm stealing this from a Dota 2 caster by the name of Sir Action Slacks, and he was 100% right about this. If there is a game that you absolutely hate to play, like you get on the game, you like the game, everything, but playing with the game because you're trapped with nine other people for 40 plus minutes. Yes, I'm talking about Dota or nine other people for like 30 minute rounds CSGO or you're stuck in a 1v1 chess match um, Starcraft. The reason why these esports are fun to watch and everything because it's fun to watch other people suffer and play a game <laughs> than it is. And then when you go to play, you realize, oh my God, this is a game you have to suffer through. Overwatch is not something you suffer to play through because it, it allows people to drop out very easily with no real consequences, things like that. That's why I think Overwatch is a terrible esport. There's not enough suffering on the player's part. Uh, I mean, I don't know. For me, the, the, <laughs> the esport thing for me is the skill quotient. Well, yes, um, and but that comes from suffering. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Overwatch, I think, like, when it first came out, there was definitely a, a high skill quotient, and then the game kind of just, like, leveled out. It didn't go down. It's still sk- You still need a certain amount of skill to play Overwatch, but it reached a point where, like, it just hit this level, and it didn't go up or down. It just stayed there. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> and I trust her exercise because he actually has a doctorate in neuroscience and like psychology. <laughs> and he's like, I don't like working in this field. I'm going to do, e- I'm going to be a funny voices in esports. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the move to 5v5 definitely helps circumvent some of the issues that 
I just, Overwatch had in general. I just think um, Overwatch needed a band pick phase. I mean, now you have it, sort of, because now it's only one tank. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like the reason why I think a band pick phase. If I don't view Overwatch as an FPS game, not even as a hero shooter like what TF2 was. No, it's 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 a it's a it's a first person, a first person MOBA. MOBA. Yeah, and if if you really think about it, it's like look. Just give them a ban pick phase. Each team gets to ban and pick a hero. It forces players to, you know, learn other pl- characters. Um, good. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, my biggest complaint about the game, to be quite honest with you, from what I saw was, this is really 60 bucks. Yeah, that, that, that we're gonna get into that, but I want to talk more about like the modes that are being offered and things like right. that. Because like th- there's stuff it's offering, whether or not it's considered enough is an entirely different story. Uh, I do like that there's new maps. Uh, the new push mode was shown off a lot on yeah. the stream. Uh, push is essentially exactly what it is. It's similar to the escort thing, um, but the main differences are that the the robot that you're escorting um, doesn't heal you, whereas the other yeah, escort, you could the escort you. actually heals you slowly. Yeah. Um, it's it's the, the mode from Gigantic. If people much, remember yeah. that game. Wow. <laughs> um, the the other thing for push is there's no chance for it to uh, end in a draw because like how far you've pushed the yeah thing is actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still play Paladins. Look, bargain basement Overwatch. Is a good game. Um, it hasn't changed in years, which is why I got tired of it. But Paladins was fun for a bit. I just, I just, it's a high res game. Like yeah. <laughs> they abandoned it as soon as they, it's not profitable. <laughs> um, I think the hero shooter genre, specifically for like games like Paladins and Overwatch, um, it's reaching a point where it definitely needs a shot in the arm, uh, which is why Overwatch 2 being a thing helps in a way because it's like oh it might be fresh and it looks like there's definitely some stuff new in there um whether or not i want to pay full retail price for it is an entirely different uh, wasn't overwatch one not full retail price at launch so overwatch one on had two versions pc was 39.99 i think or 69.99 if you wanted the origin skins right something like that and well, then like on console it was a, it was a full price game on console uh, eventually, they lowered it after like two months or something like that. Um, outside of like graphical nuances, um, you're pretty much paying for a big patch. Like, <sighs> I get that there's character reworks and you're putting in new maps and um. And there's like a few new modes, and you're adding the campaign things, like the PVE campaigns and the solo story missions. Oh, you mean the things the that they did for uh, for the anniversary? Yes. So now they're giving that to like all the characters. But there's no reason why this should be like a full price game. Like this should definitely be like a thirty dollar re release or something. I wouldn't even call it two. In all honesty. Overwatch 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, like it, it's interesting that you said that the hero shooter needs a shot in the arm. I went back about a month ago 
because I wanted to play a hero shooter, but I'm actually, for those of you who don't know, ever since BlizzCon two years ago, after the whole Hong Kong stuff, I actually uninstalled like my account. My account exists for the purpose of the cafe to install games and stuff like that and push updates. But personally, I do not play. Activision has not seen a red cent for me actually in a very long time. Um, but I was missing that kind of hero shooter thing, and I actually re-downloaded TF2 of all games, the granddaddy of this genre. And here's where I think Overwatch can learn if they if the devs went back and played that game. If you want to capture point, it has to be in the same way that TF2 has it, where you're battling for each point. So you have one point on each side already. So it's three points, technically. So you have one. The red team, blue team has a point. Then the middle point is neutral and has to unlock and everyone battle on it. And then whoever locks it, it's like, okay, you have that. Then you get pushed towards the other team's capture point to capture that one. That, I felt like, would have been a better system than what they had right now. Instead of one side attacks, one side defends, because it doesn't, it doesn't lead to interesting gameplay. I saw that you almost fell. I almost fell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, it's just like I feel like a lot of games that came out in the hero shooter, if they were to come out now, would probably be better received. Something like Lawbreakers, if it came out now, would probably have done. A hell of a lot better. You really like bringing up that game. Of course. I will forever, forever honor. Do you know why that game really failed, to be quite honest with you, right? Because it was too hard for people. No. And gamers were babies. No. Cliffy B doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut, let's be honest. No, nah, Cliffy B was fine and talk all the crap he wanted to talk about, about that game. That game was amazing. Oh, no, no. That, it wasn't about the game that he spoke about. It's about the audience that he kept insulting that would have played the game. No, he insulted the audience that was currently playing Overwatch because they were babies, and he was correct. No, he said that everyone on PC just pirates. Wasn't wrong. Majority of us haven't pirated in a long time because of the easy access of Steam. Still pirate, though. I haven't pirated anything in a long time. Lies. Okay, just because I don't <laughs> want to pay for Hulu, that doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but it's just interesting to see that not just with overwatch but so many companies are still trying to come out with like different takes on this style of game now that they're going into all like these other games we've seen things like rocket arena come out and kind of like fizzle um Destruction All Stars was free on PlayStation. I just, Plus. I have so and many issues with that game. Fizzled. No, that no, that game was just poorly mismanaged. That too. Um, and then you have <laughs> uh, this EA one that's dropping soon. Uh, the Dodgeball one. The Dodge. Okay. And I feel like that one's gonna have like. Yes and no. The Knockout City. Because did you play it or no? I played the little beta they had when it dropped. All right. From what I've from what I've seen so far, and from everything that I've that I've like played and stuff like that, the reason why I think that one will will last longer than Rocket Arena and the other ones is because they're actively 
They're actively with their community. Does that make sense? They're actively engaged. So they do that with like every game, and then for some reason they still just like fizzle out. But like Valon Studios has actively been like, it's like, hey, we have like um we have cross promotion with different games. It's launching straight with cross play. Um it's also, I think, free to play. Is it? Yes. I hope it is. I believe it is free to play. One second. Let me double check. But still, it's like, you know, so many companies. Are like, this is like the second time that EA is doing it. So I think people, I think it's going to. No, this is, this is tomorrow. I, I, I think it's not going to do well solely on the fact that like, people are like, oh, but through Rocket Arena, Sparks and let it swim on its own. And now it's like devoured in this lack of community. Lack of updates and no one's really playing the game. It's free to play. It's free to play. That's the difference. The issue with Rocket Arena was that it was a pay to play game. And a lot of people didn't feel that the price tag that you paid for that game was worth it. Maybe. Because if I remember correctly, Rocket Arena was how much? Yeah. I know this because I bought it. So did I. Um, Yeah, I bought it on PC. But again, like if Rocket Arena launched free to play, I think a lot of more people would have picked it up. A lot of people didn't want to put down the money of twenty nine ninety nine. I think that would have been a good game for Games Pass. Probably. So, do you think like knockouts go better? Yes, because free to play. Yes, because it has that low barrier of entry. Okay, now let me ask you this. Yeah. Should Nintendo make Splatoon three free to play? That's harder because I, if I believe not, that still has a single player mode. It does, but imagine a free to play Splatoon three would be interesting. But I don't consider would you consider that a hero shooter, or would you no, consider I mean, that it, it's it's an FP? It's a well, it's a, it's a third person. Um, it's it's like a third person arena thing. I don't know. It's like I, one of those games that kind of it's no, it, it's an arena it, shooter. No, it's it, it's a classic. Quake-styled arena shooter in a way. Yeah, with paint instead of bullets. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's actually... Ooh. Now that you mention it, I don't know. Because, I mean, Splatoon 2 had success when it yeah. dropped on the Switch. Uh, it had the eSports following I think, that I th- Nintendo kind of tapped into. But I think, really in all honesty, with. in all honesty, I think the difference here is... is And here's why I think Overwatch... And you know what? I'm going to tell you this why I don't think this is worth $60. Nintendo, when you think of a Nintendo game, you know that Nintendo will not release a game until they personally feel like it is worth carrying that name. Right. So you might think, like, everyone might think that Star Fox Zero was a terrible game. I personally think is if they release, re-release it on the Switch, everyone's going to re-look at the game and be like, you know what, no, this is actually a pretty good on-rails shooter. So Star Fox Zero wasn't a good game because the control schematics for that's, it that's, were awful. That's the thing. But if they re-release it on the Switch with with normal control, yes. Maybe. Like what they're doing for Skyward Sword. Maybe. I think I think it will do ten times better in all honesty. I mean, Skyward Sword being able to play better doesn't help the fact that a lot of the game wasn't good. Uh, a lot of it was rehashed. Over and over, like it had its own yes. content. Yes, and it takes a lot 
for me as a player to willingly acknowledge that you're well, making let me, me reuse Pikmin. Let me reuse Pikmin then. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so Pikmin with the newer controls plays much better than Pikmin on the Wii U. For sure. Yes. yes. That is so definitely. So if, if they do that, I'm saying. Yeah. So here's the issue with... Um, that's why I think Splatoon will not never be free to play. Because it has that Nintendo guarantee. Yeah, I can see that. Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2 had various improvements. Um, so in that regard. Overwatch 2 has not proven to me without a shadow of a doubt that it is a complete improvement from the original Overwatch. It looks like the same game, just with different animations. And it, like, it really just feels like a big patch. Yeah. It's a patch. That you're paying for. That you're paying for. It's, like which, a, it's a DLC slash patch hybrid. Which, which, in all honesty, that is what the expansion packs to WoW was. But the reality is, you're also getting, like, a heck of a lot of content. If you think about it, somewhat. So, from if we think about it from um, Classic WoW, I'm not talking about WoW Classic right now, but when WoW first came out, Vanilla WoW to Burning Crusade was a huge amount of content. Right. Yeah. If Blizzard was doing that for Overwatch 2, fine. They haven't shown that to me. <laughs> like. And the fact that you carry over all your skins and everything from the first game to Overwatch 2 doesn't really, you know, help. Like, it really is to me just a giant patch slash DLC for 60 bucks. So, well, how do you think this is going to affect the esports? I mean, it's, it's going to be popular because. It has its, it has its following, and it's grown back again. So and it's grown back again because it's just again like I I don't know like it's like the change in Call of Duty when they went from five to four, and a lot of teams just randomly dropped who they felt was the we. I'm like you could just have substitutes. That's what I feel like <laughs> is just gonna happen again. Instead of subs being a thing in Overwatch League, they're just going to drop players. Sounds like a thing. Sounds like a thing they've done before. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And it's funny that like so many people like who watched that during a lot of them were like, why is this full price? Why is this full price? Why is this full price? Like, I saw that over and over again, and I was laughing. I'm like, that seems to be the big takeaway for this. Like, this is not worth the money for all over again. So I think if it'll suffer anywhere. Sales? Sales-wise, I don't think it'll do well. I think... I don't think it'll do well on PC either, honestly. I mean, the PC community is... The only community the left. The only community left for it right but now. But <laughs> here's the thing. A lot of people, like, if I remember correctly, when Overwatch originally was the $39.99 versus the $69.99, uh, $59.99, um, a lot of people bought just the, the, what's it called? The $39.99 pack. Yeah. 
because it was just easier because of that low barrier entry. Now you're, you're putting the second game out at 60 bucks right off the bat. That community is going to be a with no real changes. They're going to be a little more tight fisted with their money. That has happened before in the PC community. Yeah, especially nowadays with the economy being what it is. People struggling. And people don't have graphics cards to play your games. <laughs> yeah, Nobody has those 3060s. Oh, don't don't at the ready anymore. No one has one. I feel like they're just as rare as PS5. Actually, I think they're rarer than PS5s at this point. Because I don't think anyone's doing like the whole, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I don't. I don't really know. Like, this just feels like an Activision move. This is the first Activision only game just using a Blizzard property, right? Or because I think if I remember from, they couldn't touch Hearthstone. They couldn't touch. Yeah, Overwatch is the is the is the first Activision fully controlled game because Blizzard still has Call over Diablo, um, Heroes of the Storm, which is effectively dead. Where is that game? World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. <laughs> so Overwatch is the only one that they're. Do you think this is the reason why Jeff left? Possibly. Maybe he was just done with it. May I think maybe he was just done. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think you're right. Maybe he was just 100% done. Like he he's just like, I'm done. I had my fun. I got paid. I'm out. Yeah. So now Overwatch is left to its own devices. Being that it's at the hand of Activision probably doesn't bode well for the future of the game, unfortunately. Uh, but you know what still has a future? This podcast, because we're going to keep going. Next week is episode 150. Pokemon! Have officially captured and caught all 150 Pokemon. Technically, there's 151. I mean, technically, there's a lot more. If you want to go I'm one. talking about Gen <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 152 if you count missing. No, that too. I wonder how many Pokemon there are actually now. Uh it is 800 and I want to say 89. That's a lot of Pokemon. Anyways, uh, next episode is 150. Big 150. We got a little something special planned for you guys uh, over here. Oh, at my bad. Digital Ear. 898. Here at Digital Era Entertainment and our podcast. Um, that doesn't mean the fun ends here. You can always keep the conversation going over at our Discord. Feel free to tag me at Omega Z. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. We can continue the conversation going over in that Discord. Link in the chat there. All of you, check it out. Um, feel free to drop us down. And on top of all the follows and shares of our content, you can also support us with uh, a purchase of some of our merch. We have our merch over at our Stream Elements shop, our D hoodie, D t-shirts, as well as the, as well as the D mug, to drink your beverage of choice. And if you would like to support us even further, definitely use our promo code 
for our sponsor, Image Anime at imageanime.com. You can enter the code discount20 for 20% off all in stock items. Get your Funko Pops, get your anime figures, anime Blu rays, and you want to check out what some of those products look like, see them in your hands. You can do so over at the Waypoint Cafe where there is the Image Anime pop up shop. The Waypoint Cafe, located at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York City, is also the home of our Decode podcast where we record for you live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. You'll find myself or Gino here from time to time, just there. Feel free to say hi. Let us know how you're doing. Stick around, we got more gaming content coming over at the end of the show. RJ is going to be playing through uh, the Famicom Detective. Ooh, nice. Games that have recently released on the Nintendo Switch. RJ and Joel will be uh, there for your entertainment as they go through visual novel detective stuff. That's going to do it for today's episode. See you next week. And as always, you've been decoded. Decoded.